0: Hmm. Oh, it's on. Oh, shoot. Sorry. Sorry, producers. <laughs> oh, oh, you don't know. You don't know because you're not here. Uh, this is self-produced. I'm in the garage by myself. I push all the buttons. I hit record. I talk. No one else is helping. No show notes are helping me out. Um, it's just me and my little tiny Missouri brain. And I say that because that's where I'm from. But I live in another state. I live in Oregon. And, uh, yeah, it's kind of like Missouri, but it's got ocean. Yeah, so, anyway, uh, tons of new places downloading my podcast, including Copenhagen, which it's always really exciting when I get an international download. Like, I'm excited about all of them, make no mistake, but internationally it's a little harder to get to because I don't really know anyone in other countries. It's, it's because of artists that share it out, like the Bones of J.R. Jones, uh, Robert John and the Wreck, um, folks like that, that have that tour, and even the last weekend's uh, artist, Ted, uh, Ted Russell Camp, he's been everywhere. So when folks like that post it, that's how I get the audience listening. And yeah, it's kind of neat. It's a lot of fun to watch the growth and see what I'm doing um, with no social media. Weird. I've got no social media. So for all of the artists that I've had on, thank you for trusting me to. To, to do this, you know, to do it and do a good job, I, I like it. I I like doing it. So today, uh, before we get to who we're talking to, I want to thank the sponsors. I um, want to thank Royal Coffee Roasting, five locations, three in Vegas. Actually, I think it's, now it's six. Sorry, it's six. Three in Vegas, one here in Medford, um, one in Boise, Idaho, and one in Salt Lake City. So thank you, Royal Coffee Roasting. Odell Beckham Jr. in the house. He's not here. Um, but that he's one of the owners of that company, so it's kind of neat. Um, also, a look design not owned by any NFL players at any time, any way, shape, or form. But thank you to Sasha and the team; um, they always do a great job designing what I need. And of course, Moxley Media, my place of employment, and also one of the uh, one of the companies that's been on board with whatever silly crap I get myself into, including the Gambler Five Hundred, the podcast, the Best Northwest stuff that I did on YouTube. Um, yeah, just great. I love I love the sponsors. They help me do cool stuff. Thank you. Um, today, we're going to be talking with Remy Share. He's a, a, a recording artist out of Los Angeles and uh, took a couple of deep dives today into his music. And, he, you know, he's a younger guy. I don't know his age. I'm just assuming. And uh, he's doing country, Americana, you know, it's... I don't, I'm not gonna. Dis, I'm not gonna decide his genre. Maybe we'll ask him that during the podcast. And by we, I mean me and the mouse in my pocket. Whew! There's a lot of talking. Um, but yeah. Oh, um, yeah. I had another person to thank, but I'm. Now it's, I'm drawing a blank. I should probably write notes, right? Don't you worry. When I get Remy on, I have my questions written out already. So I, I don't have to worry about losing my organizational skills and uh, having a, an underproduced podcast, if you will, as I pop my P. I have a little screen thing on the microphone, but sometimes it doesn't work. I don't think it's high enough. Let's adjust it. Okay, see that live production right here in the garage in my isolation booth where you can hear everything that's happening inside the isolation booth, but not so much from the outside. I think I heard a siren once recently, and that was about it. It's, do- it's doing a pretty good job. Although I'm a, I'm a little afraid of summer heat um, because it's pretty, it's pretty small in here. It's small. It's closed in. There's no air. I have a little fan, but I know it'll be heard when I do it. I'm not going to do it, so we'll have to figure it out. Might have to podcast shirtless. We'll see. Anyway, let's get Remy on. Let's do the podcast. Welcome to the woodshed. Here we go. When I'm
1: feeling like I just don't want to deal with the world today, I go down to the woodshed where all we do is pick and play. Play a song for the underdogs and the happy going lucky. Play a song for the Californios and East Kentucky. And when I'm feeling like I just don't want to deal with the world today, I go down to the woodshed where I would do is pick and play. I go down to the woodshed where I would do is pick and play
0: welcome to the woodshed Remy share how are you tonight thank you so much for being here
2: I'm good, man. How are you? Yeah, thank you so much
0: for having me. I'm so good, Remy, that there should be two of me, but l- lucky for y'all, it I am just the one. <laughs> you had to think about that for a minute. So yeah, there's no there's no uh copy, no carbon copy of maybe my son, you know, because he looks a lot more like <laughs> me and he's got a beard, you know. Um yeah, he's my daughter doesn't look much like me. She can't grow a beard, so we're we're you know, we're fine. But anyway. Uh, so you're in the Los Angeles area. you've been doing music now. How long?
2: Yeah man uh, I'm in LA. Um, I've been doing it just since I was a kid. Uh, grew up around around the house. My mom is a, a musician and a music teacher. so uh, and doing it uh, probably started uh, writing in high school, maybe middle school um, and then started really you know pursuing it and putting music out uh, in the last few years.
0: So that's cool because you already answered my second question. So I'm gonna to have to have another question for <laughs> to take. The, <laughs> you never know, fine, right? No, you're, yeah. you're, fine. you're fine. We'll 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 have enough uh, we'll have enough information to where that, that second question is gonna be uh, not not important. So <laughs> you grew up in a household with a, a mom that's a musician, a, a music teacher, you know, all of those things. But who did you grow up listening to?
2: Yeah, so uh, maybe I'm answering another question. But, um, yeah, so I grew up in Laurel Canyon in in L.A. So um, I really grew up uh, on, like, that classic rock, folk rock music. Uh, A ton of music came out of the canyon in the 70s, obviously. Um, But I didn't really start listening to, like, the Americana country stuff as a kid. Um, I was more listening to, you know, just – like the Beatles and Zeppelin and uh, Janis Joplin and just like a a bunch of classic stuff like that. Um, And then, yeah, over time uh, started listening to more of the folky stuff and got into Dylan. Uh, Then Johnny Cash was kind of what put me on the path to more of a country thing. Um, And then I really started to understand like what came out of the Canyon uh, and how much, legendary stuff came out of right where I, where I grew up. Um, like, you know, Neil Young, Graham Parsons, um, obviously Joni Mitchell and stuff like that. But yeah, it was really cool to, to get into country and then realize that it does actually have some, some roots, uh, where I, where I grew up.
0: What's funny is before we hit record, um, I was talking about that brand in Toronto, Canada named Stunton. They yeah. have a pair of socks. I'll send you a link later. But they have a, a pair of socks that's in the in the vein of the Graham Parsons nudie suit. That's awesome. Yeah, I own a pair. I think I'm the only one in Oregon. Maybe I'd like to, <laughs> you know. So I'll send you the link, and you can maybe be the only one in California because I don't know how far they reach. But anyway, yeah, that's all. Like um, that definitely is the like my parents' music because I, I was actually born in 1970, but you know, I I wasn't paying attention to who was singing what until later, yeah. you know, it was like the eighties, yeah. you know, when I'm a, I'm a kid in school listening to, to like Rick D's, you know, and, and, and this was in Colorado. So it wasn't the morning show is the top 40 show. And, yeah. um, but yeah, I grew up listening to my parents' music. So I, I still have, um, I have an, an unopened, uh, Johnny Cash live at San Quentin, and I have a I have one that's open so I can listen to it. Um, so, yeah, <laughs> growing up. And it's funny because as a kid, and I don't know if this is the same way for you, but it, it doesn't sound like it. Um, I did everything to stay away from my parents' music, and now I'm so in. <laughs> and my son, my son who's probably, what what is your age, Remy? Uh, I'm 21. You're 21? Dang. You're got, you're. Yeah. You're a young guy. Okay. I like it. <laughs> yeah, so my, son, my yeah. son's eight years older than you are. And he sends me, it's just the worst rap. It's, <laughs> I'm like, oh my gosh, I am my father. You know, the commercial, and I can't remember which one it is, but it's the, it's a, it's a guy who I've seen. He's one of those that guys that I've seen in, in movies. He's not a main. He's like a, you know, a B or a C And um, he's like teaching parents how to, or people how to not turn into their parents because they're a home buyer now or homeowner now.
2: Oh yeah, yeah, I've seen it. (laughs) That's
0: what I'm like with music. I'm like, oh my gosh, what is this crap my son is listening to? And you know, it's funny as he listens to the podcast and he'll be like, oh, that was a great, I love that guy's music. And I'm like, but it's country, (laughs) so you're going to be okay. But anyway, um, when you first started to, let's say write and record, was there anyone in your life that ever said, "Man, don't do it. Do not pursue music as a career."
2: I really, I don't think so. I think there was always like a an internal reservation about whether to really pursue it. Um, like when it was when it was about time to finish high school and uh, figure out, you know, what to do after. Um, it was like you're looking for different things to do. And, like, what you're going to do. And I just kept coming back to it. I was like, there's nothing else that sounds tolerable. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, my, my, my parents and my family were always very supportive. Um, you know, lucky to have grown up uh, around, like, you know, music and art. Um, but, yeah, um, I don't think there was ever a figure that said no. There was definitely, like, you know, have a backup plan. Hmm. And then I think... I decided that if I had a backup plan that I wouldn't work hard enough. So I decided not to have a backup plan. Oh. that's where we are now.
0: There's probably a rap song about that. <laughs> <laughs> and I know that there is because it's somebody that I know and it's, um, I don't have a plan B. <laughs> <So> oh, okay, <laughs> It's funny because for, for years and years, you know, all I did was DJ, you know, I was a nightclub guy. I've yeah. done radio, um, all these events. And I never thought, like, you know what? I, I probably ought to get, like, a day job, you know? And um, I've quit. I've probably quit DJing 10 times where I'm like, I'm done. I'm just done. I don't want to do it anymore, so I got into sales. And now that, you know, we have a toddler. I'm an old dad, but my wife and I have a 20-month-old daughter, I like I don't want to do the weekend work anymore. So it's 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 kind of weird, but anyway, I uh, I do really like what you're doing and I and I, I I can't wait to see what's next for you and like what the you know the EP or the next record is, the next single that you release because I'm follow you on on Spotify. So I'll know. Um I want to talk or want you to talk about the process of writing, recording And then finally releasing your album, The Things You'll Forget. Tell me about that.
2: Yeah, man. So, um, I think it's a, there were a collection of songs that I had leading up to probably when I was about 18 or 19. Like I had written a bunch of stuff over the few years before that. Um, and then I realized that I wanted to kind of focus in on something. And, um, I think I spent the summer between, like, 1819 ni- or 1920, I remember now, uh, just writing. Um, and I was like, I'm going to set out to write an album, um, which I, I never really sat myself down to write in that way. Um, and so I just wrote every day. Um, and I probably wrote about 40, 30 or 40 songs over the course of, like, a month or two. Wow.
0: Um,
2: <laughs> yeah, which I had, never, I had never done something like that. Um, And it was awesome because then I narrowed it down and there were like five good ones. (laughs) So, um, and then, and then I was like, okay, that's not enough. Um, And there were a couple older ones that I felt like kind of fit thematically with the new ones. Um, And then I kind of put together, you know, a list of like eight to 10 songs and eventually got down to seven and um, that turned into the album. And obviously, you know, Seven could have just been an EP, but I felt like I wanted it to feel a little more significant. Um, and then we probably over the course of like the next year, I uh, spent recording it. Um, I was in school at the same time. Um, so it, it definitely took a while and a lot of it was DIY. Hmm. But um yeah.
0: Doesn't, uh, ah, man, I'm Perry Farrell, I think is his name. The lead singer of Jane's Addiction. Doesn't he live in Laurel Canyon?
2: I'm not sure. I know. Um, I don't know who lives there now, honestly. Um, I know like Steven Tyler's got a house there. Um, I don't know. Not too sure. Um, Mama Cass from the Mamas and Papas used to live in the, uh, basement of the Canyon Country Store. Hmm. Which is which is a, just a fun fact about is it the canyon
0: is it still there that store
2: yeah 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 it's like the only store in the canyon the only <laughs> place you can go to get anything
0: so is it like do they do they play on that for business you know they,
2: they... they I mean they play on the history of the canyon um, it's a very like 70s feeling place it hasn't really changed much it's like the same the same family has owned it Yeah. Um, there's a little coffee shop, and I just was visiting uh, my mom the other day, and I stopped stopped in the coffee shop, and um, uh, they like remembered my order from when I was a kid. So it's a very uh, oh
0: my gosh, that's great! Yeah, it's
2: a very it's a very like community oriented place, and there's like a a photo in front of the store that everybody goes down for once a year that they've been doing for decades. So yeah, everybody feels like they're in seventies canyon with Joni Mitchell as their neighbor. Um, even though, you know, it's, it's a lot different now, but it's cool. It's, it was cool to grow up in that vibe.
0: So we've had in this area, we've had some celebrities like, um, Patrick Duffy. He's, he might be a little too old for you to know. I don't know, but he was in the TV show in the eighties called Dallas um, he just okay. sold his home here, and then uh, we had Ginger Rogers here for a long, long time. Um, in fact, my ex-in-laws own her home that she lived in here in the Rogue Valley, and oh, wow. and it's beautiful. You have this just tremendous view of our valley. The valley here is it's just breathtaking. It's a beautiful place. Um, and then Bruce Campbell lives up here, at least part-time, and... Um, I think Johnny Depp owns property out near Jacksonville. That's the rumor, at least, because he's been out here. Um, and I could probably verify that. I have a friend that's a friend of his from making movies, and he lives here now, but whatever. Um, Ario <laughs> Speedwagon, one of their guys, lives out here, um, lives in Ashland. Ashland's the home of the Oregon Shakespeare Festival, and they even get some like stars that you would recognize that come out and act in a play. It's pretty cool. It's it's a neat little vibe. And then, um, gosh, who else? I think there's one more, but it's not important. Um, I want to play a song <laughs> off of the record, and it, I, I like the title. It, it's it's funny because you would think that the title would make sense as easier to forget, but it's easier to regret. So I want I want you to tell me about how you came up with that title, and and then, of course, the song, and then we'll play it.
2: Oh man. Um, it's funny you ask about that one. Cause I, I remember trying to figure out the title for that one for the longest. Um, yeah, I think it was, um, I was going between easier to regret or just easy to forget. Um, just cause you know, it plays on those two lines. Um, and it just felt like the hook of the song and it felt like it needed to be that. And it, I felt like it was a mouthful, like easier to regret as opposed to just easy. But, um, it just worked out, and then the, the title of the album ended up having um, the word forget in it, which was obviously, it's a lyric from one of the other songs, but um, I still felt like it kind of tied it all together, um, which maybe is why um, you think that it should have forget in it. But yeah, it's kind of a weird maybe accident, but worked out, I think.
0: Well, let's play Easier to Regret.
1: shotgun from the dresser Paid the bills and then you left her You can't outrun pain forever No you can't and those pills will only last you till November You are a product of your bloodline Last saw your pa when you were just you swore to God you'd never leave your sunshine Do you reckon you were just a naive of mine. You never cared to fight And you're only getting older And nobody stays anymore Now you hold the bottle tight The way you used to hold her Loving her still suits you to the floor Say sure I think of you sometimes Wish I would have walked the line Leaving seemed so right Until I left Kill some pain, kill some time Whiskey, won't you take my mind Believing ain't that easy to forget It's easier to regret along the road to all the others you wonder how it's you who left but you who ought to suffer It's a three year prison sentence without a stutter You got a visitor Says she knows you well Like nobody does anymore. Honey I Through hell and back But I'll make it up to you When I make it out these doors Sure I think of you sometimes Wish I would have walked the line Leaving seemed so right Till I left Kill some pain Kill some time Whiskey won't you take my mind Leaving ain't that easy to forgive It's easier to regret Kill some pain, kill some time, whiskey won't you take my mind, leaving ain't that easy to forget.
0: Remy, you play out right, like you play shows. I, I think I've seen a, a few posts because I have a, I have what I would call a burner Facebook account. <laughs> <So> I, can, <laughs> I can like look at marketplace, you know, and and then also artists. Um, but <laughs> what are do you have any like pre show rituals? Getting kind of fired mm, up, um, ready to go.
2: I don't know. Yeah. um... Free show rituals. That's kind of tough. I don't know. I think it's hard to do anything the whole day of a show, which I think once I start, you know, playing more and get on the road and stuff, I'm going to have to get over that. But um, I like to just like not be bothered and not have anything else on the schedule. Um, But I don't know. I don't really have any rituals. Um, I just get excited to get up there, I guess.
0: It's really funny um, because I asked that question because of my ex-wife. When she went to a wedding with me as a DJ, I, I guess I get into this gear and it doesn't stop until I have loaded everything back into my car. (laughs) <laughs> and, and she said that she was like, you get into this gear and you are unstoppable. And I'm like, I have no idea, <laughs> you know? So it's like, I get out of the car and I, I scope the venue. I look for power. I look for shade. I look for, you know, there's things, you know, like how is the yeah, sound yeah. going to travel, you know, all these things. And um, then I, I start the music, you know, I'm out, And the thing is too, is I'm, it takes me, I can have music on in 12 minutes, right? Because now everything is digital and I'm like stoked on that. So, it's easier setup time. Speakers weigh so much less than they did in the 90s. Um, (laughs) I mean, and I just, it's like I have the EV Evolve 50 line array setup. I have two of them. So, just click, 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 and plug it in. You got, you got, you pretty much got sound right then and there. It's, it's fantastic. Um, Yeah. They do Bluetooth. It's great. So, I, I, I do all that stuff. And then, and then I'm, I'm there two hours early and I've got the set set up in like 15 minutes and then I do nothing (laughs) and it's really funny because hour and 45 minutes until you know I got to hit play and I'm just like "Mm -hmm, yeah mm -hmm," you know twiddling my thumbs. (laughs) (laughs) so yeah I
2: think you definitely you definitely get into a zone uh the entire day at least from the second you're uh packing your shit up to load it in the car um but no it's uh it's like an awesome place to be. I think the zone of like a, of, of, of playing live. Um, it's just like, there's a thrill that comes with before you play. And then obviously when, when you're playing, it's uh, it's like nothing else. Um, and that's really the moments where I'm like, this is what I need to be doing. Awesome. Yeah.
0: I like it. Um, what, what are your live shows like? Or do you interact? Or are you telling stories? Like, how does that go?
2: Yeah. Um, I think it depends on the on the setting. I'm always I'm always chatting a little bit. Um, depends if I'm, i you know do a lot just acoustic myself or maybe with another um, like a mandolin or a, another guitar or something. Um, but like the the full band shows, we got one a week from today. Um, yeah, I think I I try to chat chat a little bit the crowd obviously you know. Um, and yeah, it's it's super fun. I, I feel like were very energetic um i i think i had a problem with writing songs thinking thinking the songs that i wrote were too sad to like play with a live band at a bar or something and then you see like nolan taylor playing uh 68 if Oof. you know that song oh, like, but but with like a with a live band at a bar and it's like not at a, like at a huge venue and it it's got energy so i think once I could, once I figured out how to like make these sad country songs, like, like fun to dance to and to sing along to, I think that's when like a live show gets really powerful because you, you're getting the emotion and somehow you're still enjoying yourself and like hearing the saddest song.
0: I interviewed Nolan Taylor. So if you haven't listened oh, to that, one, awesome. you should listen to that. You, you should listen to that one and kind of hear the stories of his music. Cause I'll tell you what, man, it's, it's heavy deep and real and that guy yeah yeah i feel like he he might need hugs more often than other people are willing to give him like he, that guy hurts and i can i can see it and hear it and yeah
2: i've seen it man yeah no one no one seems awesome man he he
0: uh i wanted him to come back on but now he's on atlantic so i i don't know maybe one day but he did a show <laughs> that another guy i interviewed roll cage mary he's in arkansas uh, that guy got to open for him, and then all of a sudden, uh, Justin, who is Roll Cage Mary, sends me a picture that he took of me and <clears throat> Nolan together, like after the show. I'm like, dude, that's so awesome. He was like super stoked on that. And then I was interviewing Arlo McKinley, and Arlo said, "Man, I really want you know, it was like, I really want to work with guys like Nolan Taylor." Yeah, you know, Arlo is a Arlo is on John Prine's record. Uh, record label that that's a that's a pretty good big deal man like that's a that's a big thing for nolan to hear so i told him i was like hey by the way you know this is what arla said about you i thought it was awesome um
2: that's super cool
0: talk about two or three people that have influenced you either professionally or personally and and then tell me how they've impacted your life
2: oh man um You mean like people I know or or like musical influences?
0: That's up to you, whatever you want to do with it. It's your question. Well,
2: um, I don't know. I think I I mentioned right off the bat um, like my parents growing up around Mm. music um, and especially my mom just being a musician herself um, and just like ingraining it in me as a kid that like it's something you can can do for a living and, and to just pursue what you love and what you care about. Um, and then obviously just physically like, you know, putting a guitar in my hand and sitting me down at the piano bench and I just figuring out how to sing and stuff. Um, so that's obviously like the, the first obvious one I can think of. Um, and then, I don't know. I think, uh, I think musically, um, I think Dylan was like a big, Bob Dylan was a big one for a while, at least in in starting out um i don't i don't like think i think my sound has like drifted away a little bit from from like the folk acoustic guitar just like playing um like straight up you know acoustic guitar and harmonica and singing but i think musically the writing of bob dylan really got me into got me wanting to write um and then once I saw that him and like Johnny Cash were singing together and doing stuff together, I was like, okay, like there's, there's definitely a path here. Um, like I always go back to girl from the North country and I'm like, this song is like, was a staple in in getting me to understand what kind of songs I wanted to write. You know what I mean?
0: So would you ever consider trying out for something like the voice or American idol?
2: I don't know man I don't think uh I don't think my strength is my voice honestly I mean I don't Mm. I don't think it's bad and obviously um you know we all like like have something that we don't think is like the strong suit but I I I definitely feel like my like writing is is the thing that matters more and I don't think they would care about that very much
0: (laughs) You know, it's it's that's an interesting answer. And I I understand it. Um, I think that you have a very marketable and unique sound that is very pleasurable to listen to. And I listen to a lot of music. I mean, you can imagine like, when I'm at my job, I, I do sales for the for the merch company that I work at. And I'll be like prospecting and emailing new customers or trying to get new customers via email or phone calls but I always have music going and I literally sat through everything that I could find of yours, both on YouTube and Spotify. Because I, I actually fired Apple Music. <laughs> um, I just, <laughs> I just really like Spotify a lot better for my, for what I do with music, and the, yeah. pod, and, and it's, it Spotify crushes Apple's podcast app, just crushes it. Mm-hmm. So you know, I'm kind of a loyalist. But I, I sat and listened to, and this is hard for me to do. Because, and I've said it a million times to the people that are listening to them, they listen to my podcast. They hear me say it, so I apologize for repeating myself. But <laughs> as a as a DJ, what I'm listening for is key clash and and counting beats per minute and intros, intro, outro timing. So I'm I, <laughs> I listen to music much differently than people who just listen to music, you know, driving down the road. Um, but when I can hear like you or people that I've had on I'm not lis- I might go oh that's a 3-4 <laughs> you know that's about, that's <laughs> as far as I go now with, with listening to music yeah. like, I actually get to enjoy the music so it's been really cool um, because I you know I grew up like being a huge nerd for radio DJ like radio music listening to the radio and then it, I turned it into a career and you know yeah. weddings I'm playing you know <sighs> Like rascal flats, you know, which is fine, but it's not my thing. Or Cupid, <laughs> Cupid Shuffle, you know, um, it always works. So it's cool. It has a place, but I don't get to play remy share at weddings very you know like i don't, get to, I don't you know and they're and they actually like i pr- i probably could because of like the cocktail hour i can play just about anything but people like the they like to hear all the jack johnson's and stuff which is also fine i'll let you know that jack mm-hmm. johnson's very sweet um a really sweet and nice guy. I I did a wedding where he was playing guitar uh, before the wedding even started. Like I'm setting up and he's singing, and uh, That's awesome. I got to meet him. He was super sweet. But anyway, um, back to Remy. <laughs> um, <laughs> how far away from home have you played so far?
2: Honestly, not not very far away from home at all. I think um, I've for the most part just been trying to play around L.A. Um, I mean, I've, I've been playing shows like since I was a kid. Um, but ever since I kind of started releasing music, I've been finding the, this like Americana country scene that exists here. Cause it, it definitely does. Um, but there's, there's definitely like a tight knit scene for it here. Hmm. Um, but I really want to, you know, get on the road and, you know, try to play some small festivals and, um, you know, try to get some opening spots, but um it's it's just like it's it's a process and I think playing playing the bars here and stuff is is where it starts. And um yeah, like next week, um opening up for my buddy uh who is also kinda doing like a country thing. Um but he's on more like a folk country, like, you know, sixties, seventies, like more of the California LA country style. Mm, okay. Um and yeah, and he's like he's doing a record right now. Um, with, uh, with, um, with Shooter Jennings and, um, yeah, so there's definitely like a scene here, you know, and there's like producers out here doing country.
0: What's his so, name? What's his name?
2: Uh, my friend, uh, Luke Tyler something He's working on this first record right now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, yeah. I, so
0: I asked because I just interviewed, uh, Ted Russell camp who works with Shooter Jennings.
2: Oh, okay. Yeah, no shooters out here and, or at least does some stuff out here. And then, um, Jonathan Wilson, I think is also working on that record. Um, yeah, that's cool. so there's definitely, there's definitely like a, a big Americana thing here. I think like Bella White came to, to do her, her record with Jonathan Wilson in LA. So like, it's a thing here and I'm, I'm just working on, on trying to find it, you know?
0: Well, we will talk offline. I have a couple of ideas. Um, <clears throat> <laughs> Sorry about the clearing my throat on the microphone. What is your creative process? Are you like guitar first or are you lyrics first or is it kind of a, a, a mix of that? How does that work for you?
2: I think it's kind of a mix. I think it's, um, it's kind of both at the same time. I guess if we're talking like in the immediate moment, I think I need a little bit of something on the guitar to get going. Um, so I'll kind of noodle around, figure out some kind of progression or line um and then every once in a while you know i have some kind of lyric that's in my notes app for like months and then i i'm like okay let me let me use this but um yeah it's kind of a a simultaneous thing i feel like that's the, the answer everyone gives is like oh it's different every time but i think it i, I would say I, I sit down with my guitar and, and figure out some guitar chords
0: you know it's really funny and, and maybe i'm i'm probably partially wrong but in listening to what you do and then like i mentioned ted russell camp and he's you know folk americana um recording artist he's probably my age maybe a little bit older i'm not real sure not important but he's been doing it and when i listen to folk americana out of los angeles it feels more it's about people and about experience and you know the For you, maybe the canyon, you know, things like that, where when I'm listening to um, things out of Kentucky or Ohio, it seems to be more about uh, whiskey and and uh, hard times, you know, like with with drug abuse. And and, you know, the thing is, too, is like I interview a lot of people from Kentucky and Ohio And they're, you know, what they're, what they're doing is writing about like their childhood and watching people struggle and realizing like, I can't get caught in that cog and this is what I'm going to do instead. And, you know, I interviewed Logan uh, Halstead and that guy, he's like your age, he's 19, 20, 21 years old. And his sound, his songs sound to me like someone in their 40s should have wrote so it's yeah, it's, it's kind of an interesting duality of the styles between the West Coast and and places further east, and then you got like Colorado or Texas. Um, you could literally make a great living playing Texas. Just playing, yeah,
2: man. Um, yeah,
0: you could also well, no, make a living it... just playing Colorado. So I I believe. And, and I think you're saying it yourself that you're going to make a, and you might be doing it now, making a living playing music in LA. It's kind of great, man. <laughs> it's kind of, that's powerful stuff.
2: Yeah. I mean, I think it's the goal. I think there's definitely, it's interesting to be trying to do country here, but I think also, you know, the whole, this whole style of country is, is like having a a surge right now. Um, yeah. To, to talk about what you were just talking about, um i mean i I think i was lucky to you know not grow up with with like the struggles that a lot of the people you're talking about are probably talking about um and yeah it might be just like a a coast to coast thing Mm. but um yeah i think i think i just uh i listen to a lot of stuff from out there and i'm like man like i wish i could write like that you know but i think they're just writing their reality um and and I love that stuff. Um, and like, yeah, I'll, you know, I have a lyric here about whiskey and stuff. But I think um, it made me think when you were talking about that that I I sh- I like I blanked when you asked me about like influences and and personal and musical influences. But a huge one is Jason Isbell. Oh yeah, um, and I think that's like probably among the biggest. I don't. I think I would say probably more than like Dylan or Cash or anyone like that. Um, And I think one of the reasons is because he just tells stories and obviously they're rooted in, um, in, in his experiences and stuff, but a lot of it is just like fictional stories that he's telling. And I think also John prime is a huge one and kind of just their, their writing and their, their storytelling was something that I gravitated to. Um, and, you know, I feel very lucky to be able to make up, I I guess, make up struggle struggling characters um, and I try to uh, like tell, tell truths that people will relate to. Um, but yeah, I think I think Isbol is a huge one because he's just such an incredible storyteller, and I think I've pulled a ton from him.
0: Before we talk about the next song, I you you mentioned um, and I mentioned him too, but John Prine. Uh, it's it's funny to me. <clears throat> excuse me. It's funny to me that guys like John Prine have like zero love from the radio, zero love from billboard and they're wildly successful. It's awesome. It's that, that, that it independent musicians. I know like, okay, so I've got a few friends that I've been close to for a number of years that are independent musicians. One of my friends is writing. He's, he's a rapper. He lives in Oakland. Um, he produces, uh, he's got like a, a he's got a recording studio. He's producing other rappers that are actually way more well known than he is, but they're working side by side with him and doing music together. And now he sits on the board of the Grammys and he writes for Beyonce. And this guy is completely independent. He has a degree in criminology. He's, he didn't go to school for music, <laughs> you know. So it it's it's. It's super achievable and I know like what it comes you know where it comes from it comes from work and it, it it comes from having a product you know having something that's relatable and believable and and can be seen and heard right so because words are just pictures that we're painting you know we're using words to paint pictures when you're writing music that's that's exactly what you're doing. Um, so, hey, look, the, uh, before we get into the next song, I just want to encourage you to stay at it.
2: Hey, I appreciate it, man. Yeah. And, and, and doing stuff like this and being reached out to for stuff like this is, is awesome and it's super encouraging.
0: I wish I knew more people doing exactly what I did because then I could just go, hey, go talk to this guy too, you know, like get you <laughs> get you introduced in other places. But it it yeah man, it, it's fun because I know I've got listeners in Kentucky and Ohio and Colorado and in Texas and in Florida and you know I have I literally have nobody in Montana. It's kind of weird, um, but it's getting <laughs> you know I'm I'm getting there. Um, let Let's talk about Jane. It so far in listening to your music, Jane's my favorite song. So tell me wow, about the song. awesome. Is it about somebody? Where did it come from?
2: Yeah, Jane is a... Jane is a song that I wrote before I was writing the album or before I set out to write the album. And then I kind of felt like it fit really well with everything. Um, and I feel like it's a bit more folky and it's kind of one of the ones that feels a little more Laurel Canyon out of everything. Um, and yeah it's it's kind of just it was one of the first songs i wrote that i felt like i told a really really good story like with like a plot almost and it just felt very i felt like i like reached i feel like when you're writing you reach checkpoints and you're writing that you recognize and i think when you look back like that's one where i was like okay like i'm i figured something out here um and yeah, it's it's fun, funnily enough, it's like one of the older ones that I had written on the album, and I think it's about like a combination of people. Hmm. Um, uh, but yeah, it's just about like a girl who, you know, is so selfless that doesn't uh, doesn't even want to. I don't have the lyrics up in front of me, so I'm blanking. But um, yeah, it was definitely just about like people in my life that I knew that were like dealing with their own struggles um but like you know put them aside to help other people and i think that's like something that a lot of people do and it's a good way to to push out your own problems by being such a good helper to other people but i think it it eats you up and i think that's kind of kind of what jane is about
0: all right well let's play jane
1: Car, places that you've been through. Your wagoneer's gone so far, they're naming the states after you. With the world's a grander feat. Ah, Jane, ah, Jane, ah, Jane, ah, Jane. What are you gonna do with all that pain? Every shattered soul you meet, in every lonely town you sleep. They've got demons you can't beat but Jane What are you gonna do With all that pain Darling, if you spent your youth swore at 28 band that suits your finger must have up and rolled away darling hypocrisy is crippling a play you share with many strive to give affection. Never to taken Ah Jane, ah Jane, ah Jane, ah Jane, what are you gonna do with all that pain? Every shattered soul you meet in every lonely town you sleep They've got demons you can't beat for Jane. What are you gonna do with all that pain? In spite of all your kindness, you're somehow ill at ease. You duct tape all your voices, but they cry by any means. Darling, I pray you find your fighter. Though love is not a currency, it serves as a reminder. As you sow, so shall you reap Ah Jane, ah Jane, ah Jane, ah Jane What are you gonna do with all that pain? Every shattered soul you meet In every lonely town you sleep well, they've
0: got demons you can't be what are you gonna do remy what's on the horizon for you what's next
2: yeah so uh just right now finishing up some artwork for a new ep um first single should be coming out in march um and yeah, so just been been working on that ever since uh, this album that we're talking about came out, um, and just trying to play play as much as possible, just play out, um, try to open, get to play some support slots, um, and yeah, just writing a ton, and um, yeah, I'm, I'm ho- hopefully this EP um, will be a good follow up to to the album, so yeah.
0: Um. I'm gonna put everything I can in the in the show notes, but how can my audience connect with you?
2: Uh everywhere. Um I I'm I'm super active on Instagram, um, on TikTok, um and yeah, my music is you know on Spotify, Apple Music everywhere. Um I think the the best updates for what stuff's coming out is just following on Spotify. Um, it'll just show up right in the release radar, obviously, or, but I think, I think getting in contact and stuff, I think Instagram is probably the, my most, uh, personal, uh, spot. Um, and yeah, but I, I'm, I'm super active, try to be with updating, uh, about shows and new releases. I think you talked about Facebook and your burner Facebook. I was like, oh, that's the one place that I I'm, need to be better about. Um, <laughs> but yeah.
0: Okay. Look, I'm going to do this. Um, after we record i'm gonna when i get done here i'm gonna i'm gonna jump on my facebook account and like something on your facebook and you'll have to tell me the name of the guy that liked your whatever post i like (laughs) you'll have to tell me who it was it's really great um okay serious question yeah who's your favorite pop singer and why is it taylor swift
2: Oh man, I love her honestly, and it's because <laughs> of her country music that she started with. <laughs> um, I think uh, "Love Story" is like an amazing song, um, and I think she's also she's just like the like her impact is just insane, you know. Do you? Like, I think you... she's like our she's generational.
0: She's like her own genre. If you want, if you want, yeah. my opinion on yeah. her is she. It's, it's like Johnny Cash. It's it. The, there's there's people playing music, and then there's Johnny Cash, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean that. Like it's just that's just how big they are. And the,
2: yeah, she's just huge. She's just insanely huge.
0: Do you keep up with sports? At all,
2: I do. I, I mainly basketball, but obviously f- uh, football. Like enough to know about the Travis Kelsey and stuff.
0: So I'm a Kansas City guy. I was born there, so I'm a huge nerd for okay. yeah. the Royals uh, and the and now the of course the Chiefs winning some Super Bowls yeah. finally. Oh, so that's why you love Renaud. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so like my other question about Taylor Swift is what's the deal about Taylor? What's the big deal about Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey? And you know what's funny? Almost nobody answers that. They're like, oh, yeah, I don't really keep up with sports. <laughs> <laughs>
2: no, nah, man, I, I think it's, like, a pretty entertaining thing to keep up with. Um, I think it's hilarious, like, how big a deal it is. The, uh, but it makes sense. I mean, she's huge. It's like if if all of a sudden, like, I, I don't even know what to compare it to.
0: It's really it's – it's interesting to me because if you look at – if you do the math, if you boil it down, whatever metaphor fits – She's way bigger than Travis Kelsey.
2: Yeah, of course. Which
0: I think humanizes her to a, to a really neat and interesting place. Um, and if you if you, I didn't get to watch after the game was over. I didn't watch the, you know, the speeches at, at the end of the at the end of the game, or the little huddle that they have where they're hugging everybody and all that stuff. But I got to watch it on YouTube. And their exchanges, she is so sweet to him, and he is so yeah. sweet. And it's funny because everyone's like, oh, Kelsey's got anger issues. I mean, like, no, he doesn't. He has competitive <laughs> issues. Like he wants to, he's a difference maker. But anyway, um, do me a favor. When you find a, a playlist that's cool, send it to me. Just text it to me. Would you do that? Yeah. Okay.
2: Just when I find a cool playlist.
0: Anything you find that you think would be entertaining, I don't care who's on it, just send it to me. Um, yeah, man. Yeah, I, I, introduce me to some new stuff. I like it. Um Look, Remy, I really appreciate the time you've given to me this evening. Thank you so much, and I'm, I'm excited to see what you do next, and hopefully one day I'll have you back on. Thank you so much, Remy.
2: Yeah, man. Thank you so much for having me. This has been awesome.
0: Cool. I'm glad you liked it. Um, you have a good night, and we'll we'll catch you on the flip side, as they say on the radio. <laughs> all right, man. All right, take care. Have a good night. Thank you. So that guy was sweet again. Just it's just the way that the that these artists are. It's just willing and sweet, and they do great stuff. So I'll post all the stuff about Remy Cher, which is S H E R. Um, R-M-E-Y, like Remy Martin, and S-H-E-R for his last name. So I'll post it all so you can go like check it out and see what he's doing. I hope you enjoyed this, the two songs that we played tonight. Um, if you did, write them on Instagram. Let him know. Hey, I heard you on Welcome to the Woodshed. That was great. Thanks for doing that. Whatever you want to say. Just encourage him. I um, want to thank the sponsors, and then I'm going to go and enjoy a night with my wife. So we'll see you later. But uh, I want to thank Royal Coffee Roasting, a look design and Moxley Media without you I would just be a dude in a weird room in my garage have a good evening or morning or afternoon buh-bye
1: you're welcome for listening to the woodshed oh thank you for listening to the woodshed we hope to see you next time on the woodshed Thank you for listening what's on our minds Oh, thank you for listening what's on our minds